Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So in case you are interested, the Rebellion pay-per-view that Impact ran over the weekend was one of the most successful They have done for ages, and I just think that is absolutely fabu. Because let's face it, deep down right in our pockets, what we want is for all wrestling companies to be as successful as they can possibly be, because that will give us more entertainment, it will give the wrestlers more places to work, and ultimately, it will leave the industry in a better place. And I know there are those few dudes on Twitter that just want some companies to burn... They are very, very strange individuals. And that show on Sunday was so good, I've been really excited about the follow-up. I just want to say bravo to Impact Wrestling for giving me another doozy. Also, make sure on Sunday, 2pm GMT, BST, whatever the hell it is, you tune in to Retro Ups and Downs. We're doing the Raw where Triple H ruined the wedding between Stephanie O'Man and Test. But for now, let's take the finger of power of Fop and give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down for the latest episode of Impact. Turns out Kenny Omega, our brand new Impact World Champion, does have some contract obligations he's going to have to live up to. But before that, Scott Damore was backstage as pretty much everybody on the Impact roster was demanding a world title shot because, of course, Kenny has just stolen their belt. Scott cleared them away and told them to go to the ring because he's going to address this issue when Don Callis popped up. He was like, oh, Scotty, thank you for sending the mob away. Kenny Omega will appear later, but it's going to be via Zoom. And Scott was like, no, I talked to AEW. I talked to Tony Khan. Kenny Omega has to be on this show live and in person. And if he doesn't show up, he's going to lose the title. This then spilled out to the ring because Scott Damore did address the roster and he said at the next pay-per-view under siege, there is going to be a six-way match and whoever comes out the winner will be the number one contender and I'm keeping everything crossed that Steven Seagal is going to pin it. However, if Kenny Omega doesn't turn up to the show later, he will be stripped of the championship and that will be up for grabs instead. We also learned that Rich Swan didn't have a rematch clause in his contract and nobody should have mentioned that because I sat there and I went, well, that was a stupid thing of Rich Swan to do, but taking all of that and moving over to one side, yes, this opening was quite WWE, but Impact never does stuff like this. It was really entertaining. It set a hook. It built to the next pay-per-view. I thought it was pretty fun. Just getting it up. We then got our first qualifying match and it did hurt my brain just a little bit. 
Let me explain. Because Demore told Jake something to get in the ring because he's going to be in this mainly because over the last few weeks, he has been smashing it on Impact. Now, listen, I like Mr. Something. I like him a lot. But that is not true at all. In fact, he has lost so much, it begs the question, why don't we give him a few more wins to justify this? Otherwise, it kind of feels like you're just hurling individuals into it. It's kind of the same with his opponent too, which was the returning Chris Bay. Because the last time we saw him, he was trying and struggling and failing to win the X Division title. So from a sensible standpoint, it's got to get it down. However, Chris Bay versus Jake something itself... Because it was basically just big guy versus quick guy, which I always like because it tells such an easy story. And the rest of the Impact roster was still around the ring, so they acted like a crowd, even though we were still pumping crowd noise into the building. And mostly we just got to talk about the finish. Because I was wondering last week why Jake something and Mahabali Shearer had some beef. Then I found out it's probably to get out of this match because out of nowhere, Rohit Raju just grabbed something's foot. That distracted Jake because, of course, he was born a professional wrestler. So Chris Bay snuck up. He used the most devastating move in all the spots entertainment, the surprise roll-up. He got the one, two, three. He's going to under siege. And yeah, I mean, come on. That spot is slowly becoming the most overused in all of pro wrestling. But at least this justified the feud that Jake something and Mahabali Shira is about to have. And also, I like Chris Bay in that match. Chris Bay is really good. But sometimes it would be nice just to have a defined winner and a defined loser. Like, if I was Jake something, I'd go to Scott Demore and say, hey, I think we need to do a do-over. But that ain't ever going to happen. Callis was then on the phone to Omega telling him he better get his ass to Impact Wrestling quick and if he needs to take the private jet, he should absolutely do it. When Sammy Callahan arrived and told Don in no uncertain terms, he's going to be the guy that returns the world championship to the company. And look, Sammy Callahan may be my mortal enemy, but we 100% have to do this. For starters, Kenny Omega is always willing to do something new. And also, Sammy Callahan is the master of his niche. I think that would be magic. I like magic. It always impresses me. I'm like, oh my gosh, how do they do it? Taylor Wilde was also being interviewed by Gia Miller, and she's all excited because she's about to have her first match in a decade, when she was approached by Tennille Dashwood, who I think doesn't even care she didn't win the championship at Rebellion, and is still more interested in trying to find a tag team partner, even though for like the last few months, it hasn't worked at all. And it's also why that women's title match at Rebellion was so odd, she has now reverted to the exact same character she was doing beforehand, and I'm not really sure if she's a face, and I'm not really sure whether she's a heel. Either way, Wilde went, nah, brah, I'm not interested, and she just walked off. W.B. Morrissey then ruined Sam Beal. Good. Up. Because come on, when you've got a seven foot dude who you're trying to get over as a monster, for a good old while, he should just be killing fools, and that's what he did here. He also won with a powerbomb. That was it, and that's all you need to do. I mean, he's not educated when it comes to how tall he is, but he can pick up a guy right above his head and chuck him to the mat. It just looks like it would ruin someone. So stick to the basics. He also cut a promo beforehand saying that he's aware the wrestling business is full of bad guys and he's one of them. So I thought that was a good line. But I don't even care about any of that. If you go and listen to interviews with the former Big Cass, he has been through the wars. And at one point it sounded like he may not even make it out the other side. So the fact that he has and he's now a feature player in Impact Wrestling... Well, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tub-tub. Gia Miller was then back, and this time she was talking to Deonna Prazzo, Susan, and Kimberly. And because Kimberly is going to be taken on Taylor Wilde later, she was super-duper confident. And in fact, she had so much self-belief, Deonna went, okay, cool, I'm going to leave you to this, 
and I'm gonna go home. Before she did do that though, she went nuts at Gia because Gia insinuated that she was running away and she was scared. And then from nowhere, Havoc just walked up to our women's champion and stared at her. Now one, in real life, you wouldn't just stare at someone, you'd at least have something to say, but also two, Impact, please do not get into a scenario where wrestlers just glare at each other and that means we're getting a title match. It's just an old played out trope and I don't need it anymore. Got another match for Under Siege after this because Willie Mack told us he's very upset about what happened to him at Rebellion with W. Morrissey, so he wants to do it again in a singles contest at Under Siege. And I'm just going to keep everything crossed that Steven Seagal is the special guest referee for that match. Don't worry, I've got loads of these. I would hate me too. Taylor Wilde was then back in an impact ring. She was taking on Kimberly, who had Susan in her corner. And I didn't get it down. And it's not like it sucked or anything like that, but Kimberly, who let's be honest doesn't win many matches, absolutely obliterated Taylor Wilde here. I mean, for a good three, four minutes, she was just throwing her around, she was kicking her in her face, she was applying submission holds, as Taylor Wilde didn't really have a clue what to do. The only reason that Kimber lost here is that she got ahead of herself and started getting really arrogant, but even after that, she was still able to go for the senton. She missed the senton, and then Taylor Wilde realized, oh my gosh, quick, this is my opportunity, and she locked in a variation of the Indian Deathlock, and she got the submission. And I understand the idea is, oh, she's been away for so long, maybe she's a bit ring rusty, but it just kind of took the return and popped it like a balloon. I mean, it honestly felt like a bank robbery where the only reasons the robbers got away is because the police and the cops accidentally ran into a wall. And we had some story after this because Susan was in the ring and she was beating up Taylor Wilde before Tennille Dashwood made the save, even though Wilde was like, I don't want your help. And hands up if you can see a tag team match coming. My hand remains in the upwards position, but I just kind of think we should have had Taylor Wilde really kick some ass. This just took away any of the momentum. Moose then got in Scott Demore's face because he was all like, this tournament is stupid. You should just give me the world title shot because I'm Moose and Scott Demore, he wasn't intimidated by this. He was like, well, if you are Moose, why don't you go out there and prove you can do it? So Moose just grabbed him and essentially said, don't play with me, man. I will rip your head off. James Storm then arrived and broke this up because we are going to get Moose versus James Storm next week. And he also gave Moose some food, but I suppose people do need to eat. And let's just be honest with ourselves. 2021 should be the year of moves. We then got a rematch kind of from Rebellion because our brand new X Division champion Josh Alexander was taking on Ace Austin. And if you didn't watch the one from the pay-per-view and you didn't watch this, you need to go and change those plans. Both are really, really good and also proves that Ace Austin is smarter than Rich Swan because he actually did have a rematch written into his contract. Josh took over to begin with because he's got such a good ground game, so he started to whip Ace Austin's ass when all of a sudden Austin remembered he had the speed of a panther, so my word, did he quicken up the pace. He also remembered, hey, Josh Alexander is a human being. If I attack his leg, he's going to go down. So he went after his ankle. Lo and behold, it worked. With Josh down, Austin was able to go after other body parts, but as wrestlers are really tough, Alexander soon made his way back in it. And then before long, they were just punching each other in the face. I don't know why that always makes me laugh. I suppose because if you did it in a real fight, at least one guy would go down. 
But here they're both like superheroes and also it works every single time. You're like, yeah, go get them. There was an awesome near fall after Ace Austin had just booted Josh Alexander right in the face. But my favorite part of all of this is how we're treating Josh Alexander. Case in point, when they were fighting on the apron, not only was Josh able to fight off Ace Austin, but he was also able to fight off Madman Fulton. So here is a guy you can get behind and go, well, he's an absolute warrior. No one's playing around with him. Austin then busted out one of the most terrifying moonsaults I've seen in ages, which led to Josh Alexander applying the Ackle Lock and getting the tap out victory. And he is such a good X Division champion and really much like Moose, he is having a great year. So this was excellent. The X Division once again has become must-watch wrestling TV. And then we also learned that El Fantasmo, he of New Japan fame, is coming in to compete in this division and potentially take on Josh Alexander. And that is only going to make all of this even better still. Johnny Swinger and Hernandez were then boned because they had bet against Kenny Omega at Rebellion. So when they bumped into Don Callis, Don was like, hey, you morons, you owe me 20 grand. You better go and get it. However, because Callis was more worried about Kenny Omega getting to the Impact Arena on time, he was like, look, we can forget about all of this and we can be square as long as one of you just goes and picks Kenny Omega up from the airport and make sure he gets here on time. And I want to ring Don Callis up and go, dude, you can't trust these two goose. They will screw it up. But as it turned out, I think they did the job just fine. Impact then also injected some sense right into their women's tag team division. And I liked it. Because Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering were being interviewed and essentially looking at the other one saying, man, you're the best. And the other person would go, no, you're the best. So they're a very well put together and strong tag team. But then Fire and Flavor arrived and they're like, wait a minute, Jordine, you tried to beat us time after time after time and you failed. And it was only when you teamed with Raquel when all of a sudden you were winning. So surely she is the star. And I sat there and I listened and I thought, that's a very good point. It also allowed them to set up a rematch at Under Siege. And because there was justification here, that's fine. But let's have Jordine Grace and Rachel Ellering or Egg be victorious and then go on to a different feud. We then have another one of these world title number one contender tournament matches that will culminate at Under Siege. And we did 50-50 booking. And why do I say that? Well, we were having another rematch from Rebellion. This time it was Matt Cardona versus Brian Myers. And even though Cardona only had one leg, he was still able to win. And it wasn't like Impact ignored what happened on Sunday. Far from it. I mean, Matt Cardona could barely walk around here. And that's why Brian Myers was able to take 95% of this match. Even if Matt Cardona thought about doing some offense, Brian just kicked him in the leg. The problem was, even though he kept trying to pin his former friend, Cardona wouldn't stay down. So Brian was like, okay, I'm going to hit him with the roster cut. He ran at him, missed. Matt Cardona then hit the radio silence, which I think was pretty much like his third move of the entire thing. And he just got the three. And yes, to be fair, this is his one big massive signature maneuver thingamajig. So I suppose that does allow him to get away with it. But it did just a little bit negate what had happened at Rebellion. Still, I wasn't not entertained, which means I was entertained. And I'm sure this story is far from done. So it's getting up. Violent by Design video after this. And I look forward to these every single week. It was just Eric Young talking in riddles again. But he is very good at talking in riddles. So why the hell wouldn't you do that? And he was focusing on Rhino. Because Rhino is also in this mini number one contender tournament. And said, next week, my friend, you better do some destroying. And I really hope he does, because we all know what VBD does. If you do fail, they literally whip you. Our main event was next, and it was always going to be a match to see who else was going to be in this Under Siege six-way. 
And it also tied into the fact that Kenny Omega needed to make the show in time. Kind of like how the stories came together. Up. And it was Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Edwards. So we do have to mention, hey, if you do plan to have Sammy in a tournament like this, maybe you don't have him lose at Rebellion. But Trey Miguel is in it as well, so I suppose it is justified. And also, is Sammy versus Eddie the feud that will never die? They're like Batman versus the Joker. You can always give it to me. As always too, Callahan was going after Edwards' head because he wants to soften it up for the package pile driver. And I understand how disgusting that sounds. But Eddie was aware of this, that he was busting out stunners. And he even hit a Hurricane Rana from the top rope. Edwards also got a great near fall after a blue thunderbomb. But Sammy dusted himself off and was about to win the thing with a package pile driver. When out from the back, here came the Good Brothers. And yes... Here came Kenny Omega. So I like to think that he got to the arena, found out what Impact Wrestling's plans were, and was like, well, that's not going to go down. Quick, boys, let's go and ruin everything. Which is what they did. They beat up Sammy Callahan, they beat up Eddie Edwards, so we never got a winner. Just as Sammy Callahan was about to be V-triggered, though, all of a sudden, Finn Juice were here. But again, this didn't work out when it came to wrestling mass. There were three bad guys. There were now only two good guys. So our tag team champions got beaten up as well. Don Callis started screaming afterwards for the rest of the Impact Wrestler to come after Kenny Omega. And you can see what they're all doing here, right? The Elite has essentially taken Impact hostage or... It's under siege. So yes, I do admit this was over the top madness, but I like how it's tying into the bigger picture and how Kenny Omega just ain't gonna play by Impact Wrestling's rules. And once more, do I want to see what's going to happen next week? Yes, I do. So overall, impact getting up. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.